Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Watch it, pervert! You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. WIPC. Uh, guy Relford, the gun guy, filling in for Hammer. I'm Nigel, uh, and this is the Ask the Gun Guy segment. Uh, you are a, a two-way attorney, licensed firearms instructor, and I will turn the floor over to you. We have a phone bank full of people with questions for you. Keep calling, 239-9393. Yeah, we do. And by the way, we had one female caller, Ashley, and she dropped off. Oh, I was Ashley. extremely disappointed. So, Ashley, you got to call back. Call us back, So I was looking Ashley. forward. We always look forward to our, uh, our lady callers on Ask the Gun Guy. Let's go right to the phone line. We've got Chris. Chris, what do you got for us, buddy? What up, my guy? Hey, how you doing? Uh, what you got? Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> go, go new pal. Uh, I was wondering if you could touch on the subject of, because, you know, tomorrow's gun season. Yep. And I, I watch a lot of shows, like, but they're not Indiana. If you could touch on the laws as far as how close to a dwelling you can actually fire a weapon. What, what do you say? It's tomorrow's what? Well, we're talking well. Deer seasons divided up into you know oh, you got deer. You know, I yeah, said gun season. Well, well, gun means tomorrow's when you start shoot um, hunting deer with a gun. Okay. So gotcha. um, those people have been hunting with with bow and crossbow, and now they they can hunt with guns. And you know what? That's, that's going to vary county by county, Chris. Unfortunately, I can't give you a really clear answer on that. Um, you, obviously, you can't endanger in you know anyone in terms of the direction you're shooting or those kind of things but there's not a statewide definitive answer to your question of like how fast or how how close you can be to a dwelling or those kind of things if you endanger uh, a, a, a human being with your shot, you could potentially be prosecuted for what we call criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon. Um, but county by county, they have those things uh, broken down in a lot of different ways. There's zoning ordinances, there's discharge of a firearm uh, within certain zoning districts. So, unfortunately, brother, I, I love to give definitive answers here uh, on Ask the Gun Guy, but unfortunately, that one. Is uh is subject like, to different local regulations. Yeah, like we're, uh, uh, my neighbor is a definitely a big uh, gun advocate. Uh-huh. He hunts, but but it's a small backyard, and sometimes yeah. deer will wander into it. I, I don't. You can't just go back out and blow away a deer no, in your backyard. No, and we live no, in a neighborhood. You, you, you really can't. can't. In yeah, fact, I've defended I've defended multiple cases now where someone's either shot or shot at like an aggressive dog walking in their neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. And, and they've gotten prosecuted because they've said, well. Wow. Shooting in a you know in a residential area, you've endangered people around you, uh, based on what direction you're shooting or whatever or who else is present. And no, uh, no stand your ground laws with for dogs. Well, for not vicious, if you uh, not not if you endanger a human <laughs> being. And by the way, animals are not mentioned in the Indiana self defense statute. So what Indiana authorizes you, you to do to defend yourself against human beings, the law is silent as to your right to do that as against animals. Isn't that interesting? Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. We've got George has called in. George, welcome to Ask the Gun Guy on Hammer and Nigel. Hi, right, guys. Hey, hey I brother. Think I know. Hey, I think I know the answer to this. Naturally, it's against the law to discharge a firearm within the city limits. Yeah, well, ordin- cities can pass ordinances that says that that's the way it is, yes. Yeah, I live in Indianapolis, of course. Now, does that apply to black powder also? 
Well, probably what? because black powder. There are antique firearms, Nigel, and <laughs> they're, they're they're defined under federal law. Actually, is not even uh, considered to be firearms. Um, because they're antiques. Like a musket? Yes. Is that what he's yeah. talking about? Well, it's a firearm or a weapon that's uh, designed before a certain date or manufactured before a certain date or a replica thereof that doesn't fire a fixed cartridge. I think the, the date is 1898. I think it's been a while since I've looked at that. Um, and, but, but, George, I would assume it does because Indiana also defines firearm as being... Uh, any weapon that discharges a projectile by means of an explosion, and that's going to apply to uh, a black powder gun as well. I'm not saying if you get prosecuted for that, I couldn't win that case <laughs> based on the fact that it's a quote-unquote antique and not an actual firearm, because firearms, uh, the definition of firearms accepts uh, black powder or antique firearms is a better definition. But for the, in the meantime, I wouldn't be risking that. I think that'd be a really bad idea. Let's go back to the phone lines. We got Charles. Charles, thanks for calling uh, Hammer and Nigel. Oh, you're welcome. Um, curious if you have a, um, or if one has a uh, felony conviction of 30 plus years, uh, can they apply for an expungement and would that allow them to legally carry? Yes, absolutely. Not all felonies can be expunged, but most of them, in terms of lower-level felonies, can. And I do those all the time. Uh, I've probably done a dozen um, in the last couple of months. And so I love restoring gun rights for uh, my clients. Um, and you don't have to call me. There are other lawyers that do that as well. But if you're interested, check out uh, relfordlaw.com, and we'll take care of that so what's for you, he, what's, What's he saying? Hey, hey, when you say low-level... Uh, specifically, is it, would it be A, B, C, or D? Or? Well, it, it, most A's uh, and some B's um, are going to be more serious crimes that may or may not uh, be able to be expunged. But I've, I've had several B-level uh, felonies expunged, mainly drug convictions. Um, and if it's for people listening who don't know that nomenclature, the, the now felonies are classified as level six, which is the lowest level, up through level one, and then murder above that. Before, about 2014, I think, we had classes. So it was class A through class D, with D being the lowest level and A being the highest with murder above that. So Ds and Cs are at the low end. Um, but to answer Charles' question, it just depends on what it is. Um, if it's, it involves serious bodily injury, you have to get prior approval from the prosecutor in order to uh, get it expunged. Um that, that that has happened. I've done that for some clients, but there, that, that's another contingency. Did you ever, uh, did you ever tempted to ask these guys? And I've I know I've learned my lesson, but don't you want to know what the felonies for? <laughs> Oh, I, oh no! I, mean, I have to know that. In order, you do, in order to but like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. On oh, you the mean air, on go, the air? Oh yeah, no, no, no! It could go no, no. south very no, no. quickly. No, I would uh, never yeah. ask them on the air because I, I, you know, I mean, all they've given is their first name, yeah, but yeah. still, I, I don't want them talking about those things on the radio. In fact, on my show all the time because I take calls for the whole two hours of my show night yeah. on Saturdays, and uh, sometimes people will call me. And they'll, they'll be in the middle of this story about something they've just done, and <laughs> no, I'll go, no, no, "Hold no, on, no. brother! Hold on! Hold on! Wait a minute!" You, 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 uh, you know, there, there, there are there are several hundred thousand people listening right now. Let, let's wait until uh, we you, we got you on the phone uh, and uh, we're talking privately. We got time for one more before the break. Yeah, do you want to do two segments? Yeah, of this? let's do. We, we got plenty of callers still online. I do. Yeah, do one more. Oh, uh, let's do one more. We got Sam. Sam, welcome, welcome to uh, Hammer and Nigel. 
Oh, how you doing tonight? Good, I have man. A, uh, I have a question. I've been listening to you for, well, as long as you've been on their show. Awesome. And you, you may have answered it before, and I just missed it because I, I'm driving. But my company, I work in Indianapolis. My company does not allow firearms on the premises. So they take away my right to protect myself for my 45-minute commute. Probably, probably not, Sam, is the answer to that. Because here's the deal. In 2010, Indiana passed um, what's called a Guns in the Workplace. Well, that's kind of the nickname we've given it. But it, it's a it's a restriction on employers' ability to tell you you can't have a gun in your car on company uh, property. And in fact, I've sued, successfully sued multiple employers in Indiana who have a no gun policy that includes their property. Now, there are several exceptions to that statute, like a public utility or a post secondary educational um, establishment. And there are several others that can say, okay, we don't allow guns on our property. But if a, if a particular employer doesn't fall within one of those exceptions, which are very limited, most employers can't tell you, like for instance, you know, uh, Emma's or Radio One now cannot tell me that I cannot have a gun in my car on Emma's property. And if they would were to tell me that, I could sue them. And if they were to fire me, I could recover, uh, you know, my lost wages um, and, uh, and potentially my attorney's fees. So um, there are statutory protections for workers in Indiana, and and unless an employer falls within one of those exceptions, again, there's a number of exceptions, like Lilly is within one of the exceptions, for reasons I won't bore you with, Um, but a lot of employers, most employers, do not fall within those exceptions, and they simply cannot tell you that you can't have a gun as long as it's stored in a locked vehicle out of sight on company property. And that's an important right you have. And if you want to explore more about that, you know, contact me through relfordlaw.com. Uh, if you have questions, if you're on hold, stay there. And if you have more questions for Guy Relford, uh, the gun guy, stick with us. Uh, we're doing the uh, Ask the Gun Guy segment. You're filling in for Jason Hammer. My name is Nigel, and we'll uh, take it around for a second segment coming up next on the Hammer and Nigel Show. 50 at the American Standard uh, Heating Weather Center, 93 WIBC, continuing with the Ask the Gun Guy segment. Guy Relford filling in for Hammer. Absolutely. We got a little bit of a short segment here, but I'll tell you what, I was excited Ashley called back. Ashley, oh, good. you called and then you, you hung up on us, and we always like taking uh, calls from uh, our, our lady listeners, so thanks for calling back. Thank you. I seen that you guys, I heard you guys, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give them a call back. <laughs> what, what, what do you got for us? I am in 16, had all convictions and arrest record expunged about a year and a half ago, went to purchase and was denied. They said it was based off of the information wasn't sent on the federal level, on the federal level. Yeah, actually, unfortunately, a lot of times the the feds uh, aren't very good at updating their records. um, And, uh, and and that can easily be fixed. I can tell you right now, uh, that's something that you want to contact a lawyer if you want to talk to me about that. I'd be happy to work with you on that. Uh, a lot of times, when, when things that are expunged is one thing, getting things then going from the expungement to getting that cleared up on your your federal criminal history, what we call NCIC and the NICS database, those kind of things, that can take another couple of steps. Um, but I'm happy to, to work with you on that, or, or you can uh, certainly contact another lawyer who can do that as well. Let's go back to the phone lines, and Bruce has been holding for a while. Bruce, thanks for calling uh, Hammer and Nigel. 
Hey, I had a question about an expungement too about the lady beforehand. Uh-huh. I was I was told the same thing, um, but they my attorney told me that they were that the that the FBI could still red flag me for no apparent reason, and uh, it'd be next to impossible to get my personal carry permit. No, that's not true at all. And uh, um, I, I, it's something I do every day. And if you've had your rights restored through an expungement, um, then we can get you your license to carry handgun. The people down at the Indiana State Police, and I, I work with these folks literally every day, and they are extremely competent, extremely hardworking, um, and we can get that fixed for you. So, yeah, con- contact me through RelfordLaw.com if you want me to help you, or another lawyer that understands uh, gun laws in Indiana can help you as well. I'll Tell you what, we've got about 15 seconds. Adam, you got a quick question for us? Yeah, I saw last week or week before that the the parents of Gabby Petito, they filed a $50 million lawsuit against that police department in Utah. And I'm just wondering... How do you get to that number like that? And is it- oh yeah, and, and Adam, let me let me interrupt right there, brother. It a number like that is just is pulled right out of the air. Um, that just a number that a lawyer puts in a complaint. Um, it's something that they, whether they want to make a splash in the media or otherwise, it doesn't really mean anything until a jury starts hearing what actual damages are. In the meantime, Nigel, I think we've run out of time. Yeah, that's that's all right. We got a, a two more hours of the Hammer and Nigel. That's show. right, exactly Gun guy, right. Gun guy Relford filling in for Hammer. I'm Nigel. We'll be right back.